Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. Hello and welcome to Business Fights Poverty Spotlight Interviews. I am Katie Heisen, Director of Thought Leadership. Each week, these interviews provide you with the insights from a different perspective of Business Fight Poverty Network, giving you first-hand understanding of how businesses and others are working on some of the world's biggest social challenges. Depending when and how you have engaged with the idea of business doing good for society, you may have come across the idea of corporate giving under a plethora of different terms. From charity giving, community investment, philanthropy, to the new kid on the block, corporate social investment. Today I am joined by Sophie Fajour. She is part of the European Venture Philanthropy Association, EVPA, and former BNP Paribas banker, looking at philanthropy, impact investing, and socially responsible investment. During our conversation today, Sophie will demystify what corporate social investment actually is. She helps us build the business case for it and takes us through the steps to make it work for businesses everywhere. So Sophie, welcome. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Sophie, I wanted to start our conversation today. For you, I happen to know that corporate social investment is core to what you do, but for everybody else, could you explain a bit about what corporate social investment really means? It's uh, actually the way corporates engage in the social impact space through indeed dedicated investments. And those investments are patient capital deployed in the form of grants, equity or debt to support financially and non-financially NGOs, social enterprises with the primary intention of creating social impact. And it's actually uh, a long-term high engagement investments through partnership developed between the corporate founder and the social organization. Some financial return can be sought as well, but uh, usually uh, it comes second to impact, which is really the primary objective. Uh, What is important actually to stress is that uh, the end game there is to generate a transformational impact for the end beneficiaries. It is a patient capital that corporates deploy to test new solutions to tackle pressing societal challenges. And it's a capital that NGOs or entrepreneurs cannot really find with mainstream banks. So we're really finding uh, feeling those corporates are feeling a financing gap clearly identify. Now, who are those uh, corporate uh, social investors, as we say, at EVPA? Well, basically, inside the corporate organization, there are corporate foundations, impact fund accelerators, or social businesses to support innovative solutions. And uh, yeah, one, uh, one last thing. This uh, patient capital deployed by those profit investors are deployed by a specific profile of investors that we call investors for impact. And because, again, the beneficiaries is, is really the target of population that investors want to help. And you mentioned there, you know, the potential benefit to the corporate being ability to test new ideas, etc. I mean, has it got to a point where there's a business case for this? I mean, is there a kind of examples of, of why this is important for companies, why businesses should be thinking about this? Sure, sure. 
And uh, very interesting, Kathy, uh, that you're saying, you're mentioning the why, because uh, actually, indeed, the world increasingly expects and needs companies to deliver both economic and social value. And a lot of corporate leaders agree with that. They see it's not a question of uh, why should I do it, but how. So indeed, it's important and there are some business value out of this practice of corporate social investing. Actually, indeed, the sustainability and the socially responsible initiative are equally important, but they are by nature mostly designed to protect license to operate, still a lot about risk mitigation, while the corporate social investing is about the generation, generation of positive social impact through, yeah, as we said, a corporate foundation of fund. And they are focused on public benefit instead of uh, private benefit. So corporate social investing is is very complementary to to CSR approach, and they're seeking different uh, objectives. So where is the the win-win? Actually, to to understand that, we need to have in mind that those uh, corporate social investors are a unique vantage point between nonprofit impact and and business. And... uh, that allows them, enables to be a learning lab for a corporate to learn and understand better, experiment and boost, namely the S, the social uh, S of the ESG ambition plan of company. The business case, as you said, is, is very much about this capacity to be a learning lab for business innovation. And I come back to that with a couple of examples. But also for the company, it's a good way to boost employees' motivation, especially the young generation, as they, they are more willing to take part to the company's social engagement. Those uh, initiatives developed by corporate social investors are ambassador for good cause, and really they are antidote for social and greenwashing, being the gatekeeper of, of impact, as you heard. And uh, yeah. It's a good way also to identify business opportunities with new target of cost consumers offering a typically affordable product to what we call the bottom of the pyramid target of consumers. And the reason why there can be a learning lab is because those team can be bold, push the boundaries of the company. They can take risks that very few other actors can take and they deploy patient capital. So they think long-term, take bigger risk. It's really the success uh, recipe with ingredients to create this favorable environment to test a solution and uh, for innovation, really. About Learning Lab, I can give uh, a couple of examples. One is uh, Danone Communities, one of the four funds developed by Danone. Um, Danone Communities typically... um, you know, started uh, on the nutrition and water front. They started supporting social entrepreneurs in the dairy uh, industry. Uh, They started in Senegal and they learned so much about supporting this enterprise, developing really a local dairy product supply chain in Senegal instead of importing the products. And from this, they took a lot of lessons and the, the whole supply chain scaled a number of, of key learning from this experience. Another example is uh, a CNA foundation, because actually the foundation can choose to have a, a, a different strategic alignment with the core business and uh, 
the core value of uh, of the company. I think call that this the case of of Danone, right? But in the case of a CNA foundation, the retailer foundation, they actually decided to go for a strategic alignment with industry sector. That means that their goal was to transform the industry practice of the textile sector. So they formed a coalition of actors called Fashion for Good. They were able to gather about 40 multinational, usually competitors in their real business life. And they were able to go beyond competition and really unify the forces, uniting the forces around the societal challenge to uh, improve, to change on a very systemic, uh, with a systemic approach to change the textile industry uh, practices. So uh, there was a lot of uh, business key learning out of this foundation initiative. In a nutshell, we can see that it's, uh, there is a lot of not only uh, impact creation, but a lot of business value, shared value out of those uh, corporate social investing initiative. And this is why uh, some global CEOs are mentioning that those corporate social investors, foundation or impact fund, they can be a catalyst, a royal horse, if you wish, a golden nudge to onboard the rest of the organization into more inclusive and uh, more sustainable business practice. A great example there. Thank you, Sophie. I'll add the links to those two examples into the words that sit alongside the podcast uh, for anybody who's interested. Sophie, I know that you've been doing some research, particularly into how this works and, and examples of sort of best practice. Could you share with us perhaps anything that you're finding in terms of how businesses can begin their corporate social investment journey? You know, among our 70 members, corporate members at VPA, for the past five years, you know, we conducted a number of interviews and we actually identified three main steps. One, really, if you have a foundation, is as a corporate leader, you have a foundation in your organization, step one would be to leverage the knowledge of the societal ecosystem of the foundation, its capacity to deal with various external stakeholders when you define your overall impact strategy in your company. You may also, of course, involve them uh, when you define your business purpose. Because as we said, they are the gatekeeper of genuine impact. Then very important, still in step one, but then it's very, very important, of course, to align on a common impact vision and make sure that all existing societal initiatives are complementary to one another, including sustainability, of course, but also existing societal initiative, which can exist within the business unit sometimes. And by the way, if you PA should some great guidance tools on that called a collective corporate impact strategies that might help you. And uh, step two, step two, then, uh, and as I said, because corporate social investors are unique vantage points between the nonprofits, the impact sector, and the business sector, as step two, definitely, we would encourage corporate leaders then to not only to check that the foundation, the impact fund fits well with the, with the overall impact strategy and vision, but also to ask this central question, where do I put the needle 
in terms of strategic alignment of my foundation or my impact fund with the core business and the core values of my company. Because as you can imagine, Caddy, it will... Um, it will have a very structural consequences on the type of collaboration you want to develop with the rest of the organization, with the expertise, with the different assets you want to leverage within the company. So this is definitely a key step. Step three, uh, well, then is very much about how can I maximize the chance to find the win-win collaboration approach that I want to, be, to put in place. So, and that's the only way out really to have it work is uh, finding the drivers of this win-win collaboration. I mentioned a few in the end, making that making sure that it's going to be a learning lab for business innovation, while of course having the primary objective to create societal impact, of course, huh? and also onboard the employees' engagement because they're very much usually eager to participate. It's a great motivation, great driver for them. And uh, yeah, definitely ambassador for good cause. So that fits well within the purpose-led business journey. Great practical steps there. Thank you very much. I've been taking lots of notes, Sophie. So Mm. (laughs) hopefully we can get going with them. Now, I'm really curious. I'm always curious about the person and the organization about behind these fantastic initiatives and 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 drivers i'm curious about your and evpa's interest in this space like what's really kind of motivating you guys to to really pursue the corporate social investment space sure it's it's very interesting question first at personal level my background uh, is investment banking so fundraising um, for large multinationals and financial institutions on capital markets around different continents for 20 years and uh, i was really lucky because um, at some point uh, i got a, a thrilling assignment revisiting for bp paribas the, the the strategy of the bank for wealth management clients on um, strategic philanthropy impact investing, socially responsible investment, and so on. And amazing meeting and very inspiring uh, people that I met. And then I had this opportunity to meet with EVPA, frankly, who was a partner of BNP Paribas. And I realized how much I missed some purpose in my day-to-day banker career path. So I joined EVPA and then at EVPA, from an institutional point of view, I can uh, share with you that, you know, from the start, EVPA has the mission to develop those financing tools and organizing the best practice around the financing for social innovation in Europe. And uh, given the magnitude of the financing gap to finance the SDGs by 2030, we quickly, frankly, we quickly identified the key role of the private sector. So we started the corporate initiative within EVPA five years ago to produce guidance, tools, facilitate the peer-to-peer learning to build this thriving ecosystem at large. And uh, well, you know, we started with five corporates and now we have 70 plus multinational with us. So it sounds like we, we are developing in the, in the right direction and um, filling a gap with matching real needs for guidance to develop corporate social investing along with other corporate societal engagement actions. Uh, maybe one last point, Kerry, important to say is that uh, the role of EVPA is really also to encourage collaboration and partnership among the corporate actors, but also 
encouraging them to trigger collaboration, partnership with public, international organizations, and, and civil society. We really want to help them being uh, more efficient in the practice and the collaboration uh, element is probably a big piece of the puzzle. Oh, important work you're doing. And obviously, as you say, the kind of need is out there, which is helps scale your success. Um, from your vantage point, Sophie, what are the trends that you're seeing that you think others perhaps should be aware of? I guess the, the first trend we see is that definitely the corporates increasingly recognize the need, especially in the, in the context of the pandemic. There was a, a bit of procrastination, I have to say, before, before the crisis. And um, Chinese friends are saying in crisis, you also you have a major challenge, but you also have opportunities. And I have to say that the opportunity we see is that corporates accelerate their strategic thinking about the need for playing a catalytic role of the patient private capital they deploy. A few examples, uh, we see it with uh, Bayer Foundation, Schneider Electric Impact Funds and Foundation. They have three impact funds, by the way, very impressive. The Sanofi Foundation, Trafigura Foundation, they're already doing this. And their role is really key because they are actually de-risking, they're risking the impact transactions, enabling other funders to join so there is a really an additionality effect there because without their uh, first loss or patient capital, seed capital being onboarded, other private actors who cannot take as much as risk would probably not get onboarded as extra funders. So this is really interesting. And obviously, it allows a systemic change approach, a great way to address on a holistic way yeah, the complex societal solutions, as we all know. The second trend is probably, again, around the collaboration. There is a true sense of urgency, and we see the formation of coalition of actors from the same industry sector or from different sectors to tackle some pressing social issues from society. I give the example in the plastics industry. We saw this $100 million collective impact fund, if you wish, which is called the Circular Capital Ocean Fund to fight waste plastic and recycling. You have Unilever, Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, and a few other corporates joining their financing resources and non-financing resources, by the way, to fight such societal challenges. Another trend is very interestingly, uh, we see within corporate organization, we see some social initiative funded by not only the company on its balance sheet, but also from the business unit, from the brands themselves. So in the B2C industry, this is quite remarkable. And uh, I take the example of the recent uh, Unilever uh, 1 billion euro uh, funds announced in June the Climate and Nature Funds, it is co-funded by, by the brands. This is quite remarkable. Same with the Danone Water Fund, the Water Access Acceleration Fund. So this, this is really uh, uh, remarkable. And uh, as you can imagine, if it starts to be co-funded, literally co-funded by business, the, the magnitude of the solution, because it becomes a business, sol business solution, can change. It is a game changer in solving the societal issues. 
last, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's, that's about it. I have to say, maybe a last comment, with the crisis, with the pragmatism of uh, some corporates, you know, we, we saw them very pragmatically developing corporate investment initiative, not necessarily through foundation of fund, but within the business unit or the R&D team. So this is quite interesting. That's the case of Merck or Airbus developing, you know, the, the leveraging on the expertise of the drone technology to bring uh, medicines in 2020 uh, onwards uh, in sub-Saharan Africa. So that's quite remarkable. Uh, it feels like the real kind of understanding that social impact is both good for kind of employee power and mm. understanding of the business impact and, and all those sort of things colliding and coming together, which can only be potentially really good thing. Sophie, I'm really curious to know what you're working on next. Like We talked quite a lot now about the corporate social investment work. What, what next for you and EBPA? We are developing a, a, a special a series of dialogues uh, through a series of webinars with corporate members, but very interestingly, not only with a family foundation, with impact funds, non-corporate impact funds, and we have about 80 European impact funds, all together sharing a dialogue about investing for development. So it's really about uh, funding social innovation in developing countries. Our next session typically will start on uh, next week, May 12th. So very happy to share invites for this whole series of uh, webinars. Second, you know, just coming back quickly on the corporate, we're going to have... Um, Probably we're going to publish a discussion paper on how corporate social investing can be a catalyst to corporate purpose-led business transformation journey, just to boost more awareness about it and give some guidance, share some guidance with um, C-suite executives as, again, they, they want to do more, but not uh, always know how. And at the other uh, side of the spectrum, I would say, you know, Cathy, as a corporate foundation, you know, collaboration with business is great, but where do you stop? Because actually, for regulatory, for legal standpoint, obviously, it's a very thin crest to walk on. And so this is why we really want to issue some guidance again, a short publication on how you preserve impact integrity while optimizing your strategic alignment with, with your company. So this is obviously the a founding principle. You know, the, the risk can be pretty high, including tax requalification for the action you, you conduct. So it's, it's really a risk that needs to be addressed properly. Yeah. And last uh, but not least, we're very much uh, eager to to see how corporate social investing inside the corporate organization, what the contribution and then align on the SDGs uh, once you aggregate the, the whole uh, data and metrics. This is really key because it's the decade of delivery, no time to lose. Yeah. And at policy level, maybe a quick word at policy level, obviously, uh, as we are supported by uh, the, the European Commission, uh, we're very close to them. We analyze this green taxonomy with uh, a lot of consequences for corporates. We're quite happy about it. And we obviously look forward to contributing 
to the definition of a social taxonomy for the coming years. Oh, I think lots of us are too. God, you guys have got loads going on. I, I can't wait to see um, some of that, particularly when you were talking about the kind of guidance around that difficult knife edge of corporate strategy versus the tensions of sort of non kind of impact integrity that that uh, foundations feel. And I, I feel sometimes actually the end, trying to share that insight with the NGOs who are often the beneficiaries is important too. Um, certainly some of the ones we've been working with would love to see that guidance. Um, so just to wrap us up, Sophie, in our conversation today, clearly there's so much going on that you're working on. What advice would you have for those who are perhaps within business trying to deliver real impact? Thank you, Kerry. Well, I would say as a corporate executive, a corporate manager, I would say, think, find your purpose. Find the purpose. Involve and empower the corporate social investors, the foundation, the fund, incubator, and so on. Those internal team dedicated to impact who are gatekeeper of impact, leverage their knowledge, ability to work with external stakeholders to, you know, this is definitely part of the transformational journey from uh, shareholder capitalism towards stakeholders capitalism. This is really what corporate social investors can really help you in that journey to walk uh, the talk. Then put put this purpose at the core of your business model. And again, the corporate social investors can help you. And by the way, I I totally agree with, I think, I know it's also a great partner of yours, uh, the Cambridge Institute for Sustainable uh, Leadership. Totally agree with their their guidance, uh, very much aligned with them. Then measure the impact. And again, the corporate social investors can be definitely key. Be patient and and last but not least, and it's not an easy one. I think don't be afraid to revisit, to revisit your leadership. Be bold, as it needs to comes from the top, not only bottom up for the employees for the employees. So yeah, it's it's a journey and um, definitely uh, worth the worth the journey. And as we all know, the most sustainable company will be the best business performers. And last advice, join EBPA. Happy to help. Great advice there, Sophie. Thank you (laughs) so much for your time today. Um, Loads of insight, loads of advice for everybody. And uh, I will share lots and lots of links into the words that sit alongside this. So it leaves me just to say, Sophie, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Kelly. Take care. And if you like what you've heard today, please do rate and subscribe to us. I would also love to hear your feedback. So please do drop me a line at any time. I'm Katie at businessfightspoverty.org. Many thanks. Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty.